Hello and welcome to the Insights Podcast, a podcast covering the world of Console Watch in CGL, BA, and Asphodel. We hope you enjoy, but before we can get into the episode, a quick word from our sponsors. This episode of The Insights is sponsored by Elk Gaming. Elk Gaming is an Overwatch esports community in the Xbox console watch world. They provide a fun, competitive atmosphere with a safe and inclusive environment for all members. A huge announcement is in store, but to take part in that announcement, you would have to visit them at their Twitter, at Elk underscore GG, with two capital Gs. Again, that's Elk with a capital E, LK underscore GG with two capital Gs to find out what this announcement will be in the coming weeks. Our next sponsor comes from Asphodel Esports. Asphodel is a place where you can get the league experience without the hassle. Don't like the toxicity that's in most leagues? They promise to nip the toxicity the second they see it, providing you with a nice, quiet, competitive experience. If you like winning free stuff, they have that too, with their monthly giveaways. Prizes change every month, so come join them to see what Asphodel has to offer for you. If you would like to become a sponsor of the Insights Podcast, you can contact us on Twitter at the Insights underscore OW. That's at the Insights underscore OW, Insights and OW capitalized. All sponsorships as of now are free with negotiation and promotion and more. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Inside Podcast. I'm super excited and humbled to be sharing this experience with you and hope you feel the same. If you would do us a favor and share this episode, that'd be greatly appreciated. If not, your view means the world to us. In today's episode, we're going to start with covering who Asphodel is, what they are, just touching the bases a little bit about their Discord. We will then have a very exclusive interview with Nazuki and Mom about why they started Asphodel, who they are, what Asphodel is all about, as well as getting to tougher questions like who has a lot to prove going into their tournament and what team is coming in hot, especially from CGL and the beginnings or the last season of BA. Again, like I said, this is our first episode, so everything is going to go as smoothly. Everything might not be perfect. I'm, I promise you I'm going to stumble speaking words. If you just provide us some patience we'd greatly appreciate that and if not we still appreciate the view and the time you took out of your day to come check us out without furthermore let's get into the show all right so let's get into it um i'm just gonna do an asphalt overview so uh, i received over the cup a couple of days um on my personal discord talking about it you know going to servers just talking about the tournament or I have received some messages on Twitter and um, through the insights discord of who is Asphodel we've never heard of them I know somebody asked me like when I mentioned Asphodel they were like oh the people that did goats yes they did do a goats tournament but that's not what this tournament is um, that's what the new season at least is going to be about so let's let's kind of go into the discord here a little bit so uh, you can follow me if not I'm opening up so I'm opening up the discord 
if you aren't in their Discord, um, I'm sure in the interview you'll get to know um, the the owners, Mom and Nozuki or Nozoki, and um, I'm sure they'll provide information of how you can get into the Discord. But other than that, um, the first thing you see is their logo, and their logo I'll put on the Twitter is the three-headed dog. Asphodel on the top, esports at the bottom, and the three-headed dog is um, Greek mythology. Asphodel, obviously a place in the underworld. Three-headed dogs is Hades. So that's the connection, as we can tell. So it, it's it's a basic community, like anything else you'd expect. You have your looking for team roles. You have roles by um, tiers, which they do tier one through tier three. And you have team logos, player signings, captains, co-captains, um, all that good stuff that they all have. Um, as far as I can tell, my honest, like, review of this Discord is, one, it's very organized. Um, I, I know that I love going into Discords that you can obviously see that the owners have taken some time into making it interactive, into making it organized, into making it um, neat, if you were to say. You know, going into Discord sometimes in a really big Discord, it's hard. You have, you, you, you get on stumble, like, roles and um, finding certain servers and finding certain stuff and it, it can be difficult sometimes i know for from personal experience setting up my discord for um, this podcast i have such a basic discord it's it's really not something i'm proud of but it's very hard to do and the way that they have this organized is very 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 i was gonna say well but yeah i guess well um another thing that they're known for i have just saw as they're doing giveaway and right now the giveaway that they're doing here i'll click on the giveaway um they're doing a vote of giveaway, which to me shows that um, this is a Discord that really cares about, you know, making the the people involved in the Discord appreciated and um, setting some. And, like I can see, one of the options to getting yourself into the giveaway is you can either win a twenty dollar gift card, pop figure of your choice, a month of Nitro, or a patch Mario Plus of your choice. Which those things are all of those aren't cheap, and that's that's pretty cool. I think that's something that if if um, the competitive aspect hasn't enticed you to join. This certainly should. Um, they are going to have hero bands in the tournament. Nothing's in that channel yet. Standings, of course, nothing in that channel yet. Um, it seems like preseason is going to start January 28th, which they said lasts a week. So that's your basic overview. Um, coming up next, I wanted to keep this overview pretty short because I know that if you're listening to a podcast, then the main thing you want to come for is to hear um, not so much the gossip, but to hear... Um, the news on all the other teams and if you're here from your team you want to hear about your team so we need to get into that but before we get into that um of course coming up next is an interview that i did pre-recorded with nozuki and mom on asphodel getting them to come talk about the show and i say it was a pretty good interview so after the break you'll see that interview as mentioned before in the podcast we said that we were going to have an interview today and for our very first episode we do have an interview um I'd like everyone listening to welcome our next guest, Nozuki and Mom, both owners of Asphodel, here to tell us a little bit more about Asphodel. Welcome, guys. Oh, yes. Um, so Asphodel is a community we made to get everyone away from the toxic toxicity, you know, give everyone that better community where they could make friends and just, you know, play with each other. Awesome. So let's get in. Let's get into it a little bit today. First off, how are the both of you today? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, um, how about I'm yourself? Doing, I'm doing pretty good right now. I had the day off of work, so I couldn't be better. That's great. That's great. I'm doing. I'm doing really good actually. So first question, 
Um, this one is for Nozuki. Uh, why don't you tell me how Astral started? Well, it comes back to a server we won't mention right now. The server that shall not be named? Yeah. So, me and Mom were both, you know, admins on that server, and we did not like how it was running. All that toxicity, leave of absence, and we were just left there in chaos. Mm-hmm. And we finally decided, you know what, we're done with this. We don't want to handle this anymore. It's too much for us. And we just decided to create a non-toxic community where, you know, everyone could have a friend there, make a friend, you know? Awesome. Um, Mom, for those of you who might not know, uh, what is Asphodel exactly? You know what? I will let Nozaki answer that question. Well, Nozaki is a based off the actual Overwatch League, as you may know. It's a eight-week-long season, which teams in every tier will compete against each other to earn their season trophy or championship, whatever we have available for them. Mm-hmm. During this, we'll offer weekly giveaways, prizes for tournaments, and everything else that comes with handling a season and a league. Cool. Uh, to either one of you, what what exactly does it mean to be hosting a tournament of this amount of or this stature, I should say? As far as I've seen in signups and going around talking to people, you have a good amount of people and good amount of teams in it. What does it mean to you to host well, such a tournament like that? Well, it means to me, it means what I could do to help all my fellow players achieve what that experience of a league, mm-hmm. and you know. To me, handling it, to me, I have no, really nothing to do. So it's just an opportunity for me to, you know, grow my responsibilities and be able to handle what it is to be, you know, like an adult these days. Right, right. Um, so this is kind of off topic from the questions I sent you. But for mom, how did the name Asphodel kind of come? Ah, uh, yes. So... Uh, Nozaki, like, spitballed a couple names that, um, no offense, Nozaki, I absolutely hated them. And I was like, you know what, let me go back down to what I love the most, with his, which is Greek mythology. And uh, my favorite person in Greek mythology is Hades. And Hades controls the quote-unquote underworld. And a place in the underworld is called Asphodel. <laughs> so... I mean, that's where that came from, just my love of Greek mythology. Uh, so we kind of ran with it. And then our logo uh, is actually Cerberus, a three-headed dog of Hades. So, yeah. Yeah, I was just about to ask you that. For those of you um, wondering what the solo is, I'll put it up on the Twitter right now. But it is the three-headed dog of Hades. That that was actually a really good question. Um, uh, let's get into when can fans expect to see... The first week of Asphodel, actually. Oh, well, right now we're expecting a January 28th start of preseason. Mm-hmm. And from there, we'll go on with the eight weeks followed by our playoffs. And you said what tiers are going to be we have tier, to Yeah, we have tier one, tier two, and tier three. We will eventually expand on to Tier 4, but right now we just want to stick on to those three and make sure we perfect our league and make sure there nothing goes wrong. Cool. So getting into kind of the teams, because I'm pretty sure with all of 
you bringing in more people, you kind of know what the teams are competing. In both of your opinion, and we'll take it from both of you guys, do you have any teams, either single or a couple, that you think that fans should be looking out for? Well, I personally, I'm, I want, I'm looking out for Ragnarok because they recently moved up from Tier 2. And I'm not too sure how well they'll perform like they did in Tier 2. I also mm-hmm. want to watch out for Golden Hour, a new recent team that joined. I personally don't know much about, but I see that in other leagues they've performed decently, and I want to know right. what else they could do. Right. You, Mom? Um, Honestly, so, of course, I have to go back down to uh, some of the OGs. Uh, so, Legion Academy, I'm definitely excited to be seeing them again. Uh, Phrase Warrior, pretty much all tiers in that. Um, as well as Senshi Dynasty. Um, and I'm really excited to see some of these new teams. Uh, of course, I have to uh, give a shout out to my buddy's team, Clover Knights. Proud of y'all. Y'all are going to do great. Uh, so, yeah, just a couple things. Cool. Yeah. So, going into other tournaments, and I know you said that this tournament had stemmed from another one, which we won't mention, <laughs> but how is, how is this? How is Astral, I should say, different from CGL or BA? Well, okay. Well, the community part, I'd say mom answered that since I'm more dedicated to the league aspect. Mm-hmm. But, well, with CGL and all these big leagues, of course, the admins aren't always going to, you know, pay attention to their each individual within the, their community and just focus on the league as a whole. Here in Asphodel, we want to focus on every team, every member, and want to make sure everyone enjoys our league and nothing bad happens, you know? Mm -hmm. And then for the community aspect, I would say, you know, we all, uh, me and my staff team, we watch out for, like, toxicity and, you know, things that are negative that shouldn't be in the gen chat. And honestly, like, most of my team is on top of it 24-7. So we definitely weed out the toxicity because it definitely gets to be way too much sometimes in those bigger leagues that you see. So, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, and I would say that's pretty unique to uh, an Oregon general when you get into these bigger ones like CGL and BA. There's, there's a lot of people. Granted, you guys have a lot of people, but hearing that you have two different people dedicated, and in mom's case, she's with on dedicated community, really puts it out there that community is something that you value. Um, going into um, a hypothetical question of somebody, let's just say an org, is hearing about you guys right now and they want to enter their team. Is it too late? And if not, how would they do that? I don't know, Nazuki, you want to answer that? <laughs> Nazaki. Oh, no. oh, yeah, sorry. I was, yeah. So we, we are still not close to applications. If a team wants to sign up, you just go into our server, go down to the important category, and there should be the application chat. If you look, scroll up, you should see the team application. Click it, and you just sign out everything they ask of you. Right, and uh, finally, what message do you both have to convey to the community with this tournament? We are for you, and we won't leave you. You, Mom? Um, honestly, I just have to say, you don't have to be quote unquote good to have fun in a league, no matter what. It's, it's fun. It's great. And you get to really test your skills. Right. And 
just speaking about what I've seen in these, um, it's it seems like this has this whole tournament has had a lot of work into it, and I, from the people that I've talked to, I I can see this being as big, if not bigger, than BA or CGL. And I just want to thank you guys for making a community like that where um, everyone is included, and I'm sure that a lot of the listeners will feel the same. I can't thank you guys enough for. Um, your belief in the podcast and everyone involved in the show. And I cannot wait for the start of basketball season. You guys have a great evening. You too. Thank you. You too. Do you want to be interviewed next? Do you have a story to share? Would you like to get on the show? Tell your story. Have an interview like the last one. Feel free to contact us at our Twitter, which was plugged before. It'll be plugged at the end, but if you need to know it now, it's the insights underscore OW. Insights on OW capitalized. Now for the rest of the show. Alright, welcome back. So finally we're gonna get into the stuff I know that most of you are coming here for. We're gonna talk about the teams entering this tournament. Um although I don't have a final number, because did I count? No. But I can honestly say there's a lot of them. And this tournament is going to look pretty good. Um, again, I won't mention it out of respect for the owners. But it is has a lot of teams that were in a previous tournament. Um, I might mention them when we talk about the teams. Because those teams did compete in that tournament. But if you know what I'm talking about, you will. And if you don't, you'll know what I'm talking about later on as I get into the names. So, I'm going to go in order from T1 to T3. And um, let's start. First T1 team I'm going to talk about is AES Celestials. Um, coming to this, prior knowledge I know about them, they're a good team. They're founded from a really established org, and they're going to be one to watch. Um, they made it to the finals in OPA, lost to the Crows, and made it to the finals in the Phrase Holiday Tournament, which hasn't to be played yet. So they could be t- potentially be crowned the Phrase Holiday Tournament champions, which would give them a lot of confidence going into Asphodel. But some problems that could arise from them, they lost key players that helped them succeed in OPA. Like, I'm Warhara, V Galactica, XX Big Sean for the win, XX. Um, they still have nerfed Hitscan. Um, are they washed? That, that, of course, I'm reading um, from our analytics team. And um, a member on our analytics team is questioning, is their Hitscan nerfed washed? That, honestly, um, I haven't seen much of them. I do not know who nerfed is. But I, I guess that's a question you can watch. You can see why you're watching that. Um, otherwise, the team has all unproven players. Nerved is the only one, of course, that our, our team has seen. Which, going into that, I would have to think that if you're the only person or the only member of a team that is going into a new tournament and such, and you're having a whole new team, that's going to be a whole new dynamic. And with that dynamic, um, either comes good or bad things. It comes tension and inexperience, which could easily ruin you or comes the change of scenery confidence a new team in the better and you actually do good um from experience i'm in a team which i'll probably talk about later but not at the moment that is rebuilding the rt3 team and uh, in the middle of a cgl season our tempo seems to be shifting so with aes i think some things you'd have to watch about is you can i, I would rank them let's just say on a scale of um, 1 to 10, because we can't do power rankings yet, but on a scale of 1 to 10, how I think they're going to go into season, I think it's safe to give them maybe a, a 6, just because they have unproven players. But um, I would watch their tempo. I'd watch how they perform in matches. I would watch um, 
if this is the same Celestials, and maybe it's just how it's run, and the people who are coming in can easily switch into the, the dynamic of the team and do well, that can happen. Or if it's a whole new um, dynamic and for the better or the worse. That's my that's our opinions, the team, of course, on those. Now, the next one, I do have a slight bias for, but I'll be unbiased as I can. This is Phrase Warriors Azir. They're team one team. Um, shout out to them. I really, 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 really love that org. That's where I got my starts, and I'm very humbled and um, thankful to have found them. Um, they finished third in both OPA and Phrase Holiday Tournament, and in CGL, they're currently 2-3, and three, which, in all honesty, is... Isn't a horrible record, but it's not a record that you want to be going into these last weeks, which is playoff contention. I'm sure that has to be updated because um, this is week seven. I think we're going into a week six. Week six, yeah. I'm sorry, no, they had a bye, so that that is right. Um, has a very consistent lineup of notable players: Cryptic Shadow, Numero Beret, the captain, and Cyber Uplink. Those are three players. Now, a person, from personal experience, this team has been through a rebuild, and I, they are rebuilding right now, which I am a part of. Um, that's the thing about Fraser Warriors this year. It's, it seems like it's like that for the T1 team. It's always, it's a different T1 team every time they enter a tournament. It's a different T1 team every time they play a game. Because either it's players or whatever. This team is really inconsistent. Um, and that can be a good thing for them going into a tournament. Where they're inconsistent. Where that 2-3 and three record in CGL becomes an 8-0 record in Asphodel. But it is also very likely that they can... You know, go for the worst. And since they're rebuilding, a rebuilding season isn't a championship season. Um, some players have moved up or go play for new orgs. Um, they also have the new the new T two team, Phrase Warriors Rocker. So I would keep I would keep an eye on that whole org as far as roster moves because um, if you're going to see any roster moves, I think you're going to see people moving up, never um, out. I would say, and some free agent signings could go there. So if you see any free made agents in the LFG or the um, LFT. I think this is a team that's looking to pick them up. Um, out of the scale of 1 to 10, how I think they're going to perform week 1, or prior knowledge, everything I know, what do I read them? On the 1 to 10 scale, I'm sorry, but I have to give this team maybe a 3 or a 4, at least for a year, just because this is going to be, it's going to be difficult for them to keep their head above the competition, even even if you consider making playoffs, that's even more difficult. Moving on to our next team, Blitz OW Catalyst. Um, they made it to the... Finals in the Furious Holiday Tournament. They're a fairly new team in org, and therefore they have many unknown names within the team. Uh, keep an eye on them, this team, as they may be a dark horse with an Asphodel. Yeah, I would have to agree with that statement as well. Um, I do know a little bit about Let's OW Catalyst. I do know that um, some Phrase Warriors agents have gone over there. Free agents, I should say. Um, at least from what I've heard about Blitz OW is they're... they're um, they're a team that a lot of people are going to underestimate. I can promise you that. This is a team, of course, that comes with a name that I'm not going to lie. I, I, I didn't know. If I if you would have told me maybe a week or two ago who's Blitz OW, I would have said, I don't know. Um, but that's, very, that's again, there's a good or bad thing with that. Either you're a team that has no name that has something to prove, which obviously I know all the bias, but this is a good example. Phrase Warriors, who went from a team in the middle of like two CGL seasons ago who didn't compete in CGL and who are their T2 team right now is one of the championship contending teams. So that's very possible for them too, where that Blitz OW name becomes a name that that is as high as maybe a Lucky 13 or a Mythos or um, a Celestial. I, I On a scale of 1 to 10, again, I would have to maybe give them a... I'm going to give them a 5 because that's in the middle of 1 and 10 and this team is pretty neutral. Um, I hope they 
as we go on later weeks as we do this, they go up to a seven or an eight because I can definitely see that happening. Um, again, they made it to the finals in the phrase holidays tournament, which hasn't been played yet. So that proves a lot about that team. And if they make it again, they could have the same thing as AES Celestials where they go into this tournament really, really, really well. Um, definitely championships are definitely something really good to have under your belt. Moving on. Senshi Dynasty Phantoms. And that's, that's a lot of things. If you hear me saying like three names, Senshi Dynasties, the org, Phantoms is the team. Um, usually that's the separate T's, but I'm pretty sure you know that. Um, this is their T1 team. Their T2 team, Senshi Dynasty, came second in OPA. Lost to Phrase Warriors, Ragnarok. Um, as their T2 team being known well throughout the community, this team has great players to help them throughout T1. So, I, I, I give you my opinion on that. T2, um, T2 is probably in, a, in an org that does T1 through T3 or T1 through T4. T2 is probably where you have like the most success. If, if one T is successful... Or one tier, I should start saying that, yeah. If one tier is successful throughout that whole org, it usually is T2. For the fact being that these aren't players who aren't, like, in that big demographic of T1. These aren't players with maybe ego problems like T3. And these aren't players of, like, different, either diversity or lack of diversity. Like you find in T4 where you have one person who plays this and you have to build a whole roster of people... Um, like almost, I've seen rosters of twelve people just because all of them specialize in one thing, and don't have a broader, um, you know, a broader hero pool. And you know the best players do. But T one is definitely a place where I like. If you go to the LFGs um, and the LFTs, you definitely see people who I play support. I play all the supports, and that's really good going into um, a tournament like this because flexibility is, I would say, a really really good um, strategy to have under your belt. And a lot of the teams that have seen success, like. Um, Phrase Warriors, um, Lucky 13, they have a lot of flexibility. Or they have other um, a wide roster, and that's something you really want to you really want to have on your team. Being that that T2 team has flexibility, you know, mentorship can come into the T1 team, and that's going to be something for them to prove as an org, too, that you can have a T2 team and a T1 team dominate the rosters. And a tournament like this is a perfect place to do so. So on the scale of 1 to 10, I have to give Senshi a 7. I prefer to go about them, about Phantoms at least. Um, Demonic Cryptids, a T1 team in the Cryptids org, and the T2 team Chaotic Cryptids played in OPA. Um, CC had an underwhelming run in OPA, and hopefully the T1 team won't replicate that in this T1. Meaning that, um, Chaotic Cryptids maybe didn't do so well in, um, in OPA. And they're looking to prove themselves, which honestly is uh, another great thing to have swing the momentum of your team. Where um, you always want to go into that, and to whatever game, you know, our record is 0-0, you want to go in with confidence. And if you have something to prove, that's even more of a fire for everybody to get on it and do what they have to do. And certainly out of experience, it's, it's worked so far for me and a team that has a lot to prove, and we're doing just fine right now. So I could see Demonic, uh, demonic or Chaotic turn it around. Again, T1 and T2 here isn't as strict SR as, um, as CGL, if you didn't know that. They aren't, I don't think they're as strict with SR, and there's some rules. I don't know them exactly. Um, if you join the server, you might want to read into them, but you, you can definitely have um, T3 players on T2. Um, you, you'd have to look into the rules, but I could see um, this whole org, Cryptids, um, either Demonic or Chaotic, going into this with something to prove. But for now, what I know, I'm going to give them a 4. I think a 4 is safe to say. Um, 
Then we have um, a couple of unknown teams that our anal- analytics team couldn't really get anything on. Um, if you're one of these teams, you are more than welcome to tweet us and say, "Hey, this is this is some information about us." We'll retweet you. We'll put you out there. But um, some unknown teams are Reborn, Legion Academy, the Crusaders, and Poseidon. Poseidon, I don't know, so that's a zero out of the one in ten. Reborn, I don't know, it's a zero one in ten. The Crusaders, I don't know, it's a zero out of one in ten. I do know Legion Academy. Here's the story. Um, back in summer of 2019, I wasn't in the CGL world at all. I wasn't in console watch at all. And um, this is one of the teams that had offered me a trial. Of course, I didn't take it. I took a break, and that's why I found Freeze Warriors. But they offered me a trial. I had been in that server. Um, as far as what I know, it's pretty organized. Um, I know that they there were definitely an org who has all the potential to be a dominant um, a dominant name, such as, like I said, Lucky 13, Zemithos, all of these, they have, they certainly have the potential to do that, but they haven't had the luck, I should say, or they haven't had the seasons to do that. Every time um, Legion Academy comes in, I know that there's, I've heard a lot of bad things about them, um, and I won't mention who or how because I don't remember, but I, I do remember that name being thrown around, and I'm pretty sure it was said in a negative way, um, but I know from being experienced in that Discord that they they have the potential to be a team. Now, is this the season that they prove it? I think that they could possibly do that. So, you know what? I'm going to give them a 6 out of 10. I, I think that they're going to come into this pretty okay. And we'll see if I'm wrong. Um, next, we're going to move on to T2. So, that's your T1 team overview. Of course, this is tentative to change. Um, if signups are still open and all of that. But that's what we know so far. T2. We're going to go into that now. Um, this part is uh, written by our analytic team uh, member, Galactico. The previous was written by... Um, so, uh, T2 team, Sakura Stars, uh, had been a decent team during OPA, lying in the upper half of the field of T2 teams within the league. Not much known activity that we're aware of, but more under the radar during this offseason, okay? Um, I did remember seeing their name in OPA, and I do remember them being a decent team, I would say. Um, I remember watching some matches for them, and they definitely are, um, are, are there? They're, they're, where, they're where you would expect them to be. Um, is this the season that they prove again like Legion Academy where, hey, the name Sakura Stars is going to be something that you're going you're gonna to have to know because you're going to see them at the end? Possibly. Um, again, going to the radar, radar this offseason, that could be one or two things. If we don't hear anything about them, it's either, one, they've been doing heavy rebuilding, heavy renovations, everything like that. But at the same token, if you're rebuilding a team, we would see them at the... In those channels, looking for teams and putting the name out there, and I haven't seen anything like that yet. So, um, this is this is going to be one to one to watch for just for the fact that we don't know much about them. They've been under the radar, and if they're under the radar, maybe that's them coming up with something that we don't know yet. So, I would say it's a Kuro Stars. Just from what I know going into this, I'm gonna have to say a four out of ten. Uh, Senshi Dynasty's T2 team. Um, they came in second in OPA, but lost to Ragnarok in the finals, like we just said in T1. Were definitely one of the top teams. Had been. Had it been, though, that they were to be disman- disbanding, um, but seemed to be attempting a rebuild. Um, it is unsure how much of the main master is still on the team. Definitely a team to look out for. Okay. So here's here's what I think about that. Uh, disbanding can do heavy damage to an orc. Um, it, it's definitely going to do damage to the orc. I can promise you that. Now, how, how, how much damage it does and how it did it all depends on their admins and their... Um, their mods. For instance, um, an org I was in had a falling out 
with um a lot of people. And I remember I left for a little bit because I was a part of that. And I came back and there were like a lot of people gone. And um, it changes the dynamic definitely in T1, but T2 strived. And it was because they had maybe one or two people that hung around. In that case, um, if they do have some people that were as successful, were the successful ones in OPA, and remember how that felt in this rebuild, they they know how to bring in people that would surround that nicely. And that could possibly be um, something really good for them. So this is a uh, definitely a team. Our analytics team says this is definitely one to look out for. And you know what? I feel good about them. I'm going to say I'm going to give this T2 team, um, I don't want to say an 8, but I want to say some. So 7.5. A 7.5 a a out of 10 of potential going into this season. Moving on to Chaotic Cryptids. Again, we had covered the T1 team. A lot of these names are going to see repeat because, of course, teams have teams across all tiers. But had an underwhelming run through OPA, a middle-of-the-pack team at best. The Cryptids seem uh, to be busy in the offseason, recruiting players to build a T1 and a T2 T3 team, and recruiting new players for the T2 team. So, uh, that's that's a good sign to me, that they're recruiting players for the T2 team. If they knew that this was a tournament that's going to be coming up, of course, they're going to prepare for that. And it definitely seems like, from what our analytics team has um, brought up, that they definitely are preparing for that. Um... Of course, like I said, the disbanding might be a problem that org, but you know, uh, we're still unsure of how much the main roster is still on the team. I'm sorry, that's not even that. I'm reading the wrong notes. Chaotic cryptids. Back to them. They're recruiting players who are busy in the off season, and it's a good thing to be busy in the off season. Um, if you have a team who you see is obviously busy in the off season, that at least tells me that you know they had something in the last season, even though they were a middle of the pack team at best. Now they're coming into maybe trying to prove that they're the top team or a top team, and I can. Um, I hope I really hope them the best, but as of now, what we know, I'm gonna give this another four out of ten. Um, AES Genesis. So this is the T2 team to the um, AES Celestial. Um, while a new addition to Ascension Sports, esports. Sorry, that's what AES stands for. Uh, there are some familiar faces on the team. The captain of the team is XX Big Sean for the win, a dominant off tank player in the T1 um, OPA scene. Genesis seems to be an expansion team from some of the players that were on Celestial who are ready to move up to T2. Definitely holds potential to be a top team this season, and that I would have to agree with. When you are changing the roster, changing the roster granted, it's difficult, but when you have people that you know, had, had that training in T1, you, bring, you, you basically do not lose energy because it's the same team, just different opponents. And I think... Moving them up, if they moved up, obviously they were ready. So I'm going to give AES Genesis an 8 out of 10. I think they're going to be somebody to watch as well. Um, SS Earth Kingdom. A new upcoming team in Asphodel. Not much to be gauged in comparison to the other teams of the league. We don't know them. Again, if if we don't have information about you and you're listening to us and you want us to know about you, send us a tweet. I'll be reading them. I'll be retweeting them. And you'll get mentioned in the next podcast for sure. Um, I wish them the best of luck. Obviously, I don't know anything. So that's a 0 out of 10. Um, Clover Knights had a lackluster run through OPA. A majority of their mat- matches were forfeits. It's hard to gauge their skill. That's tough. Um, you know, I would think that when you build an environment that it's like, well, are we going to have teams? Are we going to have enough people to go into this game? Obviously, if you're questioning that, you don't have an environment that has... Um, there's no there's no one to practice. There's nothing to practice because you can't even bring people to games, much less a scrim. Um, but I'm pretty sure something like that, and I would have to think something like that, 
really lights a fire in that team to say, you know what, th- this is not a feeling we want to feel anymore. And it's um, it's something we're going to definitely try to stop. And I hope that that's what Clover Knights is going to go into the season doing. Next, again, another bias, but I do know this team very well. Fraser Warriors, Rocker. Uh, built on the basis of some of the A's years old players, adding on new players too. Hard to judge their capability, keeping out for the new T2 players. Um, I know I know, because I'm on this team, but this team is rebuilding and uh, definitely have some stuff to uh, in store. I think that um, the synergy of this team is, is pretty good. And um, I would have to think they're one to watch out for. Even if I didn't know anything about Amaro's as a part of it, I, I would still say that they, you, they're going to be a top team. Hopefully. Um, Golden Hour. Here's one. Golden Hour is there. It's a name that carries a lot of heft to it. Um, again, Lucky 13 tournament, OPA tournament, all of that. Um, a new face in Asphodel. No, no good way of telling how much they match up to their Asphodel teams. Um, back in my first tournament, I was playing T2. Mm. It was a Lucky 13 tournament, and Golden Hour definitely did okay. They weren't bad. I remember them being beat by Lemonade. Um, but they weren't a bad team, and I, I would have to say maybe about... Mm, I'll go a 6 out of 10 for Golden Hour. Let's go into the season. And finally, moving on to our T3 teams. We have Ophidian Cryptids, another another part of the Cryptids orgs. Had a busy offseason expanding with the addition of two more teams. Excuse me. Based on the current rostered players, they seem to have a decent team with few familiar faces on there from OPA. Yeah, like I said previously, when you have previous members on a team, they can keep the dynamic. Um, and it's all about, I, I watch a lot of football and, um, when you're building a team in football or you're building a team, something like this, you want to build something called a, um, not an environment, a, I, I don't remember what the word is, but basically it's like, a um, it's a standard, a standard of winning and that standard that you're going to go into a match winning, you know, you're going to win it. And it's not, it's not cockiness and it's not um, arrogance in any way. It's just, if you're a good team, then you're a good team and you practice well. And you go into scrims and you're scrimming every week, winning all these three O's, then you should have no problem. And if those previous members built a standard of excellence, there should be no problem bringing in new ones. So OPA, um, the Ophidian Cryptids, I'm going to give them a 7 out of 10. I have good confidence in them. Next we have, I'm going to try my best to pronounce this, but I, I think it's just... Pronounced W-Z-X-P-I-V. A new team in Asphodel, but the team had to put on a good run through the phrase gauntlet. Um, have convincingly beaten the other teams in the tourney. Um, could be a top T3 team. Uh, yeah. Uh, I haven't heard much about this team. I haven't followed the phrase gauntlet or the holiday gauntlet that much. But um, uh, from, from what our team has suspected of them, they could be a top T3 team. Again, I don't know you guys. If you want to send us something on Twitter, that'd be great. Uh, Phrase Warriors Ragnarok. Here is a team, in my opinion, even though I have a bias, but I'm, I'm going for it. Um, this is going to be one of your championship contenders. I can almost guarantee that we're going to see them at the end. Um, this T2 team had been in OPA and had been in CGL. Right now, they're, I think, undefeated in CGL. Um, we're similar roster to the OPA champions of T2. This team has very clearly... Uh, been the number one team of the tier. We'll have to see if the move moving up of teammates to T3 means harder opponents or if they still dominate. Good potential for a uh, good team. Again, when you move something up and you move players up, you still have... The only thing you have to worry about, basically, is the the difference in playing style, right? 
there's a lot of things that you can get away with doing in T1 that you can in T3. Um, for instance, uh, what I, what I, I, I climbed from T1 to T3, so I've seen all these ranks. And a lot of, how would I say this? A lot of not playing around your teammates in T1, for instance, if you're like moving into a point and you have like a hit scan on his own and you have the whole team moving in and then with Widowmaker on the team, chances are that Widowmaker isn't good or isn't headshot one time worthy. So you can make mistakes like that. They they aren't going to hurt you. And in T3, you have some Widowmakers that are, they, they even get a second of your head and you're out. So if they can move any, everything, this culture, this standard of winning, everything that they've had to T3 and adapt to that new playing style, even though it's one tier, which makes a huge difference, I think that they're going to be a good team. This is going to be my first 9 out of 10. I'm not giving anybody a 10 out of 10 because I haven't seen anything that's like... This team is very close to getting 10 out of 10, but mm, with that T2, T3 move up, I, I don't think so. Uh, VK Insidious, a new team to Asphodel, a little to know them. Um, we don't know how they will fare. Again, another team. Don't know them. Zero out of ten, just because I don't have any information over them. Catboy Cafe. This is one I can. This is one I can speak about a lot because I just saw some stuff going on. Um, they were the revival of the uh, Cat Pack Academy, though we're not hundred percent sure on this. I just noticed that they were called Cat Pack until they asked for the team role to be changed. Cat Pack came in second in T three for OPA, one of the only teams to make it through the season. Um, a good team and definitely one of the top teams in OPA. This team. I think it's going to be really, really, really good. Um, the only thing, the only thing that concerns me is if you are on the server and you go to the signings, this team, like, I think in the in a couple of days had signed, here, here I'll get you the exact number. We're going to go to the um, their Discord uh, right now, Asphodel Discord. Um, let's see. I go to signings. Just give me a minute. While, while I look for this, yeah, this team has... What I'm getting at, essentially, is they were signing a lot of people. A lot of people. Um, how, they, how it works is you put, like, at, blah, 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 blah team role, signs, blah, blah, blah. And there were so many messages. Um, let's see. It has to be down here somewhere. Player signings. Here we go. So, I'm going up. Cap, look. All on January 3rd. Cat Pack signs Liberty. Cat Pack signs um, Akima. Catboy Cafe, which they changed the name, signs Chloe. Catboy Cafe signs Jay. Catboy Cafe signs Rengar. Catboy Cafe signs Space and Weary Bunny. Catboy Cafe signs Atwater. And Akima Uwu as a captain. Captain Cafe unsigns Mady. Which means this team, I doubt they're going to bring in all these many players and keep the players they had. They're doing a, a roster tournament, which is if you are doing good with the roster you had, either this is, you know what, let's like round out the little stuff we have. Let's polish the roles that we're not good at. Just to make us a great team. Or this is flipping the team around. Which is really risky after you had a really successful run with the old team. Um, and then might as well while we're here scrolling up. You see um, WZXIPIV signs 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 players in one day. Um, Fadian signs 2. And you know, I would have to say that um, all these signings again um, that were previous... Are people just them just finalizing the roster? But, um, but I think Catboy Cafe is one of those that to unsign people to like unsign the two people that they did unsign and sign more people. That that's a roster turning one, and I hope that that's still um, how do I say it? 
the success they had with their original roster doesn't get lost when losing a couple members. Um, but overall, I think this team, I'm going to give as well a 9 out of 10. I think that um, this team is going to definitely be, if they don't make it to the championships, I can guarantee they're going to make it to playoffs. So yeah, that was T1, T2, T3 teams from Asfra. To close it, um, this segment out real quick, um, I'll do early predictions. I'm going to call this segment. Um, they do it on another show, a podcast to watch, but it's um, um, overreactions. So um, just blatant statements or really overreacting statements that um, are just predictions. So for T3, Phrase Warriors, Ragnarok, Cowboy Cafe will be championship team. Phrase Warriors, Ragnarok will take the championship. For T2, because um, T3, there's a lot of different teams. So T3, um, I'll actually run, yeah, I'll run backwards. So let's go back. So that's a championship. Cowboy Cafe does amazing. Um, Phrase Warriors, Ragnarok does good. Um, WZXPIV does good. Evading Cryptics crum- crumble under pressure. Golden Hour does okay. Rocker does okay. Clover Knights does uh, okay, I'm going to say SS Earth Kingdom. I don't know them. These are just statements. Crumbles under pressure. AES Genesis does okay. Chaotic Cryptics does crumble under pressure. Senshi Dynasty makes it to playoffs. Sakura Stars make it to playoffs. Um, Demonic Cryptids crumble under pressure. Senshi Dynasty Phantoms do okay. Blitzow W Catalyst makes playoffs. Phrase Warriors Azir crumbles under pressure. AES Celestials does okay. Those are some of the teams. Um, of course, it's like just blatant overreactions about them. But um, if I mentioned one of your teams and I said you're crying under pressure, now I've given you something to prove. So, yeah, we have a lot to see this um, Asphodel Up season. And I think this is going to be a really, really, really exciting season. So coming up next, I'm going to close out the show, give you some closing thoughts about Asphodel, and we're going to talk just a little bit more about what's in store for the future of the podcast. And we've reached the end of the show. I want to thank everybody for watching. But before you go, don't press that button yet. I know you're hovering over the X. Come back here real quick. I want to I want to hear back from you. And usually I'm going to um, end the episodes like this. Um, on Twitter. Tag me in a tweet. And let me know your top team that you think that you would put good money on if you had it. That's going to make it all the way. And a team that... Not necessarily that you think it's bad, because we're not about negativity here, but a thing that you hope, a team at least, that you hope proves themselves. At me, on Twitter, at the, under, the insights underscore OW, insights OW, capitalized. Let me know. Be sure to retweet them, be sure to look at them, and we'll talk about it next segment. As always, I'd like to thank you for watching. Remember that we have the weekend of podcasts open up, so I hope you tune in. Um, and again, thank you so much for watching Atlanta. Um, tuning in i hope you like the show and i hope the show becomes something that you watch weekly and uh, i'd also like to send a huge shout out to galactic and Ray for all the hard work that they do this podcast all the responses mentioned at the beginning of the episode and to you the viewers for watching we thank you very much uh as always i encourage you to pre- spread positivity reduce negativity and make the console community a better place wear a mask and we will see you next time goodbye